This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Dei Radio proudly presents The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross. From the earliest roots of the Christian faith, music has played a central role in holy worship. For the next hour, let your spirit soar as we highlight selected pieces of beautiful sacred music from the rich history of the Catholic liturgy. Now, here's the host of The Glory of the Mass, Terry Ross. Welcome to The Glory of the Mass, a weekly program devoted to beautiful sacred music performed as part of the Catholic Liturgy. I'm your host, Terry Ross, and in today's program, we'll concentrate on music for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and we'll offer respect for St. Teresa of Avila, whose feast day is this Sunday, October 15th. We'll also take off our hats belatedly for the feast day of John 23rd, which we overlooked last Wednesday on October 11th. Teresa Sanchez de Cepeda y Ahumada was a 16th century Spanish noblewoman who felt called to convent life. Active during the Reformation, she formed the Carmelite orders of both women and men. The movement she initiated was later joined by the younger Spanish Carmelite friar and mystic, John of the Cross. This led eventually to the establishment of the Discalced, or shoeless, Carmelites. Forty years after her death, Teresa was canonized by Pope Gregory XV. She has since become one of the patron saints of Spain. However, not until 1970 did Pope Paul VI proclaim Teresa the first female doctor of the Church. Teresa who became a celebrity in her town dispensing wisdom from behind the convent grill, was also known for her raptures, which sometimes involved levitation. This was a source of embarrassment to her, and she bade her sisters hold her down when this occurred. Subsequently, historians and neurologists and psychiatrists have taken an interest in her symptoms. The fact that she wrote down virtually everything that happened to her during her religious life means that an invaluable and exceedingly rare medical record from the 16th century has been preserved. Examination of this record has led to the speculative conclusion that she may have suffered from temporal lobe epilepsy. When she died in 1582, her last words were, My Lord, it is time to move on. Well then, may your will be done, O my Lord and my spouse. The hour that I have longed for has come. It is time to meet one another. She was buried in the Convento de la Anunciación in Salamanca. Nine months after her death, the coffin was opened and her body was found to be intact, although the clothing had rotted. The body was exhumed again in 1585 to be moved to Avila and again found to be incorrupt. Angelo Giuseppe Roncalli, who became Pope John XXIII, was Pope for five years, from 1598 to his death in 1963 at the age of 82. 
Roncalli was one of 13 children born to a family of sharecroppers in a village in Lombardy. After entering the priesthood in his early 20s, he eventually became a cardinal in 1953. His election to the papacy was not expected. He won on the 11th ballot. He then surprised those who expected him to be a caretaker pope by calling the historic Second Vatican Council in 1962. He did not live to see the Vatican Council to completion. His cause for canonization was opened in 1965 by his successor, Pope Paul VI, and in 2013, Pope Francis, bypassing the traditionally required second miracle, declared John XXIII a saint. He was canonized along Pope John Paul II in 2014. John XXIII today is affectionately known as the Good Pope, and in Italian, Il Papa Buono. So let's get started with our introit, Si Iniquitatis, Psalm 129. O Lord, if you were to take into account our iniquities, who would withstand the text? We hear this in a beautiful motet setting by the English late Georgian composer Samuel Wesley, who was a contemporary of Mozart and was called by some the English Mozart. The singers here are the men of the Portland, Oregon liturgical choir, Cantorus in Ecclesia.
That was today's intro to Si Iniquitatis by Samuel Wesley. And now we shall begin Josquin's Mass Ordinary with the Kyrie, the Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. The only part of the Mass in Greek rather than Latin. The performers will be the group Apollo 5, based in London.
We've heard the Kyrie of Josquin de Pres Misa Quem Dicunt Omines, which means, Who do people say the Son of Man is? In church, the Gloria follows directly after the Kyrie, but I'm substituting one of Josquin's many motets, Inviolata Integra et Casta Es Maria. You are inviolate, untouched, and chaste, Mary. The singers are the one-time New York ensemble called Pomerium.
That was Josquin Dupre's motet in honor of Mary's purity. And this brings us to another part of our Mass proper, the Credo, or Nicene Creed. Once again, we'll listen to Josquin's setting, the Credo of his Misa Quem Dicunt Omnes, sung by the British group Apollo 5.
That was our credo for today from Josquin's Mass Ordinary. Here, before we continue with the Sanctus, is a motet by Josquin called Missus Est Gabriel. The angel Gabriel was sent. It will be sung for us by the London group Apollo 5. was Josquin's motet, Missus es Gabriel. Now let's get on with our Mass Ordinary and the Sanctus from Josquin's Misa Quem Dicunt Homines. Again, it's Josquin's music sung by the ensemble Apollo 5. Uh, so. 
was the Sanctus from Josquin Dupre's lovely Mass Ordinary for today. And this brings us to the final section of the Ordinary, the Agnus Dei. But before we listen to it, here's another motet by Josquin, O Bonne et Ducissime Jesu, O Good and Most Sweet Jesus. The singers are La Chapelle Royale, a French ensemble.
We've been listening to Josquin de Pre's motet, O Bonne et Dulcissime Jesu. And now we shall go on to the fifth and final section of the Mass Ordinary, the Agnus Dei, or Lamb of God. Again, the music is Josquin's, and the singers are Apollo 5.
That was the Agnus Day of Josquin de Pre's Misa Quem Dicunt Omines, sung by Apollo 5 from London. Luckily for us, we still have time for another couple of motets by Josquin. The first is called Qui Habitat in Adutorio Altissimi, from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The singers here are a group led by Paul Van Neville, a Belgian conductor.
That was the first of two closing motets today by Josquin Depre, qui habitat in adutorio altissimi. Here now is the second, Dulces Exuviae, Objects Dear to Me. The singers of this motet are the British group Alamire. was our final piece of the day from Josquin Depre, a giant among Renaissance composers, the motet Dulces Exuviae. And with it, I'm afraid we must say farewell for today. I hope you'll tune in next weekend when we'll celebrate the feast of Christ the King. 
The Glory of the Mass is produced by Patrick Ryan for Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. I'm your host, Terry Ross, wishing you a blessed Sabbath. This has been The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross, a weekly examination of the beautiful music of the sacred liturgy of the Catholic Church. For more information about this program, including a playlist from today's show, visit The Glory of the Mass online at materdayradio.com. The Glory of the Mass is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.